Coming to you from the Vow Exchange in Kansas City, Missouri. This is Catherine. And this is Amy. And you are listening to the I Do Rescue Podcast. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Yeah, morning. Well, technically 11.59. We're still there. Still in the morning. Apparently. <laughs> under the Just wire. under the wire. Um, yes, welcome everyone back to I Do Rescue. This is uh, Catherine Hogan. And this is Amy Rizzo. And we are here uh, with our podcast to, um, you know, again, we like to sort of challenge the wedding industry and really just challenge the way we think about getting married. And we are the podcast not for planning your wedding, but for questioning the whole damn thing. So... We're back Hopefully today. give you some uh, some some great ideas on how to reduce some stress in your life. Yeah, I mean, just I think we just all tend to like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to plan a wedding. So, like, what are the things I have to do or all the things that have been done for decades and decades? But maybe not. Maybe you don't have to do all that stuff. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't. But let, let us help you. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, welcome back. I think we're here with episode eight. So that's right, Ocho. Yay, <laughs> the Ocho. Have you ever heard of a what was it um, that movie or not? Yeah, it was a movie uh, Dodgeball, <laughs> and <they're> like <laughs> and they had their um, their it. championship on ESPN eight, the Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> remember that you ever heard I need, uh, no I, I actually haven't seen it for a long time I need to watch it again uh, <laughs> I also realized the other day that I need to I definitely need to watch Step Brothers again oh yeah that's a Love good one that. I don't know whole... what made me think of it maybe it was karaoke the other night <laughs> oh yeah I don't know I what it was see that my anyway, favorite my favorite line from that movie is did we just become best friends <laughs> right? I think we did you know it's so good and I've used that a oh couple times God. um did I ever tell you about the time uh it was actually in the airport on our way to Europe and I was running out of liquid makeup. And of course the airport is like, it's now the new shopping mall, right? <laughs> right. It's like where you go buy the things. <laughs> and we had hours to kill before our flight was going to leave. And so I went over. <laughs> Which airport was this? Uh, this is actually in Dallas, the so DFW. Oh, that's a big and one. And okay. it was after a couple um, vodka sodas. So I was feeling particularly just, you know, happy and, you know, chummy and all that. <laughs> And I met the nicest makeup artist who was um, helping me pick out uh, some some stuff. And uh, we were talking. This is at the airport. This is at the airport. And (laughs) she was so cool. What was her name? Oh, it's like right on the tip of my brain. But she was, um, she actually had graduated from the Art Institute of Chicago. She was an artist. She was a veteran. She was in the I think she was in the Air Force or Navy. I was like, you're like awesome. Wow. And so we had this really fun conversation, you know, and, and again, I'm kind of loopy and silly because I've, you know, I was kind of a little buzzed. And so <laughs> I go to check out um, at the checkout counter uh, to purchase the makeup. <laughs> She's got the little gun, you know, the little, it's got like, like the, where they scan the, right, the yeah, product yeah, yeah. Yeah. so it can ring in. And the, the gun was kind of aimed outwards kind of towards the customer towards me yeah <laughs> and she said she said um don't look at the lack carol ann <laughs> <laughs> and i was like now to give you some background so shannon who I've, I've spoken many times about right um on the podcast and of course shannon was on her way to the airport because she was joining us on this trip okay but we okay. used to swim as children in the swimming pool <laughs> in her pool at nighttime and like there you know the lights were on under the pool right. you know, under the water and we used to you used to say swim to the lat caroline like we used to say that all the time like it was like this inside joke right. you know and so when she said don't look at the lat caroline or something like that I lost it. I just <laughs> lost it laughing. And, and she could tell that I totally got her. <laughs> right. And we looked at each other and I go, did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, I think we did. I think we did. What is the next line in that, in that movie? Um, in what, Poltergeist? Or <laughs> in Step Brothers? <laughs> no, no, Step Brothers. They, and they're like, I don't know. Do you want to go wrestle? And that wasn't, that's not what he said. I can't remember what the next line is. Oh, people it's are been be, too long. People are going to be like, dummies, it's this. <laughs> but it's like, it's the best part when they... Uh, they decide like they're you know they they become best friends and then they decide they're gonna do whatever they, they whatever that weird activities that they do together right right I can't, I can't remember I love that movie so much I watch it again. <laughs> so good anyway oh, so uh, how are things going well, for you Miss Catherine it's good um you know we're just um 
you know, just another cold, miserable January. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, actually the snow we had uh, two weeks ago, it's literally snowed three times in like 10 days. It's we are, by the way, <sighs> definitely your mother. And that we feel the need to talk about the freaking weather every episode, every time, and we realize that we're doing it. And you can you can fast forward to this part if you don't want to hear the Kansas City weather report. But you know what? <laughs> it's such a big part of it is life right now. This time of year, it sucks. It's like the end of January, and it is shitty. Totally. <laughs> But the snowstorm was seriously beautiful. The yes. back, I don't know, like what, a little over a week ago. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was like, yeah, like epic. It was like out of the storybooks, you know, snow. It's like like, almost a foot. It looks like everything was f- like frosted with like sugar frosting or something. Yeah, and it was really <laughs> deep, and it was really wet snow. It was like yeah. perfect sledding snow, and you could make sculptures with it. Yes. Yeah. In it fact, really cool. Mel, Mel and I, um, we we decided to enjoy our fire pit, <laughs> and we oh, sa- man, that's cool. and we sat and outside on a, on Sunday, and we were like, it's kind of like day drinking outside. <laughs> it was like really pretty sunny. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't sunny. A cloud but snowy day and we we're like oh let's make something and yeah. um and mel's like let's, let's make the kaufman center out of snow oh my god and so well <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> okay. so this, of course we must take pictures of this stuff well, yeah i should <laughs> yeah i should i don't know what i was thinking because um <laughs> it's pretty hilarious actually you know it's most it's all mostly gone now but but anyway, at the same time, so we, we had it all, we, we, we had parked for the day. Like we're outside, we're bundled up, we had beers and we were enjoying that beer I was telling you about the yeah. Girl Scout cookie beer called Samoa This by, <laughs> no, by Southern Tier. And good. it's like for a dessert beer, it's pretty freaking delicious. It's, it tastes just like a caramel delight, like that Girl sounds, Scout cookie. Yeah, that sounds I mean, good. Maybe like one a, of, I could probably could drink one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's all you could do because they're 10 point, 10, 10% ABB. Like oh, they're so super strong beers. <laughs> so we each had one of those. <laughs> and, uh, and then we had this other kind of beer that wasn't much weaker. It was only like eight, it was 8%. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> so we've, so we were, we were like pretty silly and, and so I'm over there trying to carve out, you know, the Coffin Center, which, by the way, <laughs> well done to the architect who's like this world renowned. I forget his name. Oh, he's like, I can't remember he's, either. But I think yeah. he's like Indian or something. Um, but um, <laughs> it's probably not. He's probably like so not even Indian. Right. <laughs> I'm probably, like, I probably just sound like the completely culturally insensitive white person who's like, yeah. not all brown <laughs> people are Indian. I don't know. But anyway. Um, and I'm not, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. It was like something. I can't remember. Safi, Mo, Mosi Safi. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that, that, that's it. Is that? No, that can't be right. I don't <laughs> so know. Something like that. I, oh I just God, totally make an idiot of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so, so bad because we, we should... We should know, we should know we this. should know this it's absolutely yes. right i know yes. <laughs> as you look I'm it up we need we need our we need like me. our data person off to yeah, the side need, like our technical our... person who's like looking things up and we need to get these dogs <laughs> to do something on, besides guys. just lay there <laughs> so anyway they don't have thumbs they can't do anything know, they can't thumbs. look at me things off the useless. internet useless not that useless all right anyway please continue yeah no <laughs> it's okay so the um so I'm like trying to carve out the uh, uh, the Kaufman Center. Like I've got my mounds and I've kind of got the rough shape carved out. And then I was trying to do like the cur- like the curved like layers, you know, that are carved yeah. out. Yeah. And it ended up just looking like <laughs> the Devil's Tower or whatever in, in, in Wyoming. <laughs> you know, like like the whole like Close Encounters of the Third do, Kind. Do, do, yeah. Do, do. <laughs> I know exactly, exactly what you mean. That's exactly what it's going to look like. Like it did not even look. And, and then... And then the beer took over and like, eh, oh fuck it. <laughs> so I just like, like, I just went and sat down and just sat by the fire and <laughs> continued my <laughs> beer. <laughs> and it's like this really sad, pathetic looking half sculpture over to the side. <laughs> it sat there for like the rest of the week and it was pretty mocked sad. You, silently mocked you. <laughs> silently mocked my <laughs> pathetic attempt to try to carve out the oh uh, Kaufman Center out of snow. Uh, his name is uh, M O S. H-E, so Moshi, Moshi Safti. Holy cow, I was close. Yeah. I was gonna what say, the I, heck? How did I? Said I, that, I, was like, I have a terrible memory close. for that thing, especially for like names of, of like foreign yeah. nationalities, because I don't remember that stuff very easily, yes, Like because they're I unfamiliar you. to me. You must be uh, eating your, your My Wheaties, Wheaties or something. That's amazing. I can't believe I actually got that right. Wow, I knew that. Good job. Well, anybody, yeah, it was... 
Yes. So yes, I I did not do him proud. Unfortunately, I <laughs> it was an it was well, an abomination <laughs> of a snow sculpture. This is a very complicated building. Like I don't even I I looked at it a, a million times, and uh-huh. I still it's really hard for me to conceive of how it was even. Yeah, built. actually, really yeah. Nuts. Well, because I started, if you haven't ever seen, because as I started to carve the layers, because like they kind of go, they recede backwards. The layers do, but then they're also they also curve. So like shells, they look like yeah, like a shell. Not seen it. They look like if you took like um, like a shell, Mm -hmm. like like your you know the uh, not a conch shell, but one of the little rounded shells, right? Um, like a half shell, like oh yeah, like a. (laughs) I'm trying to think of what even to call it. There's a name I can't even think of the stupid name of the of the shell that I'm trying to describe. Anyway, Mm -hmm. it's like as if the shell, the uh, um, was sort of planted in the ground yeah. and it's sort of sticking up yeah. kind of like a almost like a half dome half like a half dome Thank right you. and uh there's two of them side by side and like you yeah. said there uh, yeah i mean that alone is a really hard thing to to yeah build, i know but I, yeah I yeah know. it's like getting the like concave convex i don't know what which one you call it. concave is that the one where it goes out not in Con, concave concave convex is goes in yeah, but Good then, yeah, in the layer, I mean, oh my God, <laughs> I know. <laughs> American education is showing. <laughs> Concave is a spoon. Convex is a is a mound. Yeah. Is a dome. Oh, convex is a dome? Convex is a dome. Concave is, is a, a spoon. spoon. So then it was convex. The The Kauffman Center would be convex. It's like, it yes. comes out. Convex. Gosh, I'm a mess. Lord. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, people. moving on. <laughs> I mean, I feel bad. I feel bad for our listeners right now. They're like trying to. It's like lit it, watching and listening to our gears move. <laughs> Not trying to remember like foreign names, names of like. I seriously have never like heard of anyone with that name before. But that doesn't. That's not saying much. I don't know many Indian folks, but and yeah. I don't know that he, we still don't. Know. I was gonna look up to see what his. Um, He's probably uh, like Pakistani or like totally right. Yes, not. <laughs> reminds Although. me of. Hey, let me talk about Parks and Rec. It reminds me <laughs> of uh, that part where um, you know Leslie Nope says to uh, Tom Haverford Aziz Ansari's character. Uh-huh. He says, "She says, ooh, why don't you come and um, you know talk? You're very interesting. Come to my my party and talk about where you're from and your background." He goes, "What South Carolina? <laughs> that's really where he's from, and that's where he is from in the in the show that's too." Hilarious. And she's like, "No, you're from India." And he's like, "No, no and I'm not Indian." And I was raised and born and raised in South Carolina. That's all I know. Right, <laughs> right, right. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay, I guess I must have misread. I love it. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, actually, that reminds me of um, something I, I did do this weekend I wanted to share with you. Um, okay. Oh, my gosh. It, it was <laughs> probably my f- new favorite thing on Netflix. Uh, it's like a documentary. For, it for real happened. Um, and I've already watched it, so now it's sad and it's done. But, oh, it was so good. What watch. was it? Have you ever heard of the Fire Festival? I watched it last night. I watched oh it last God. night. <laughs> yes. Epic fail. Epic fail. Oh, my God. I loved it so much. But what makes me I laugh. I cannot turn away. There's, there's actually two of those documentaries. Oh. Uh, there's the one on Netflix and there's one on Hulu. Wait, and I are they different? That, no, they're different. They're not the exact same. Oh. Okay. Made by different people, uh-huh. real similar information, but they're not exactly the same. So you actually get some perspectives on on each each of them that you wouldn't get on the oh other. God. Fire so, with a Y, F Y R. Right. It's right. <laughs> already doomed. It's so good. I mean, it, they really are so good. And yeah. um, but <laughs> I think it was the Hulu one, which is why you have to watch it. Okay, I will. Because they compare the guy. What's his name? Oh um, God, McFarland. Yes. Bobby, Bobby McFarlane. They compare him and his friend, the kind of, um, uh, oh, kind of the. Oh no, I know where this is know, going. <laughs> to John Ralphio <laughs> and what's his name? Tom Haverford. John Haverford and John Ralphio. In their entertainment, what was it? Seven twenty. Seven twenty. Because they go around the world twice for their customers. <laughs> That's exactly it. That is for reals. What this was. Like, it's not totally, even an exaggeration. Like, all hype. All hype and nothing. Like <laughs> it would be as if Tom Haverford and John, John Ralphio, like like planned a f- oh like my a major festival in the Bahamas. So accurate. I mean the uh, the the uh, clip that I remember seeing last night in the video is like him, ro- you know, rolling around the office in some like that little like not the what are those things called? Not a Segway, but it's like a mini the Segway where it's just the wheels. You know. <laughs> you know oh oh, those hoverboard <laughs> things. They're, 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 
they're not. It doesn't have a handle. Doesn't have a handle. Yeah. They're kind of like they're just rolling around. Yeah. And this lights up, and it's like this yeah. guy's going from office to office. The douchebag Bobby McFarlane is yes. like. They're like he's such a you know. We just thought he was you know the coolest entrepreneur. I'm like if I saw that dude rolling around the office <laughs> and that with that little light up rolling yeah. thing, I would be like, I'm definitely not going to invest in your company. And it totally right. reminds me of John Ralph. Yes. Okay. So I hate that guy. It, it, okay. So it occurs to me that maybe our listeners don't know what this is. So just what, what is what fire is and what this whole thing we're talking about. So just as a quick sort of yeah. recap yes. of what we're talking about out there. Um, so five. Okay. So there's this guy, Bobby McFarlane, McFarlane and <laughs> he's, he, he's basically a con artist, like a really cunning con artist of, of modern day era where he goes and he creates this illusion that he's like this big, like, like he's like the next dot com startup kind of business guy, you know? And he, um, starts his entertainment company with oh Ja Rule which is oh, hilarious in and of itself and so he and Ja Rule <laughs> are going to basically they're working on a platform that connects people to celebrities to book their like book book like like you could book J-Lo to play R- your birthday party right I mean probably have to pay five million dollars to make that happen but you could probably do it and this, right. this app would allow you to connect you know connect with celebrities to do that yeah so this festival was born out of um, a promotion for this new platform and it was supposed to be kind of like um, Coachella or uh, Burning Man you know, like th- these big music right. festivals yeah like an out- are, big outdoor yes but very luxury high end high end like private jets and yachts private and like, villas on on the beach on the beach like in the bahamas or something yes. like like really nice. and then like this ridiculous music lineup of like you know the biggest stars for yeah. you know four days or right anyway yeah and like um these glamping tents and all that stuff and so um they promise like they do this really great promotional video and they just they happen to i think just like tap into the zeitgeist of you know millennials looking to escape their world it was like in january when the video came out so right. people were like get me out of here yep. the election had just ra- wrapped up in 2016 and so everybody was just kind of overloaded and they were like oh my gosh please help me escape to the bahamas in this you know really amazing looking weekend it's all these like high-end models that are in yeah, the video like 16 supermodels or yes like that. just to look amazing like they're having this blast in the bahamas right so they made this amazing video and and promised this experience and sold out the event and then totally within like, like two days right and then the event was oh actually only four months later in april and so what they were trying to do just wasn't possible in that amount of time oh and so they ended up ethically well, but the main issue was that they had started in one spot and they had to relocate. Yeah. So the, the four months that they had, they mm-hmm. that got like cut in half and then they had to do all this building. They had to restart. Yeah. They had to hire a new caterer last night. Oh my minute. gosh. It was like it was everything fell apart. And like another. they didn't call it off. They they should have called it off they and refunded everybody's money. But the Bobby guy was like determined to have it happen. And it was this epic he just kept, well, disaster. Well, he just, at some point he could have backed out because he had sunk so much money into yeah. it. The only way to... Um, make it work was to actually follow it, through. Follow through with yeah. it because that way he wasn't actually defrauding. I mean, I guess he wasn't like, because he would have had to have refunded. So he going to jail. He did go to jail. Yeah, six years. Yeah, he got six years. Anyway, it is, I highly Good recommend Lord. watching it. It was yeah. so fascinating. It's fascinating to watch people completely get like duped, you know, like yeah. the power of marketing. Well, and the people that really they interviewed on the Netflix one, like the people that worked with him were, uh, very compelling like yeah. you know the, the people that they interviewed it was it felt genuine it didn't feel like it was like reality tv right um it, it felt it felt like they were flat out documentary it was yeah. yes but i mean the way the, the interviews that they did the people were very compelling but they were also felt very genuine yeah you know and uh it didn't feel hyped up it, right it was it was really good. It was and so good. I could not turn away. Yeah, like, I was. I stayed up like till one o'clock last night because I started watching yeah. it. Yeah, okay. Like, oh, watch the Hulu one. You will love okay, the Hulu one because yeah, when they make that re- when they made that comparison to 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 entertainment. Oh my goodness. Seven twenty. So one. yeah, and if and if you <laughs> so don't good. know about who John Ralphio is uh. on uh, <laughs> um, on Parks and Rec, just. I defies description. Just just Google it and l- watch a couple videos because he's <laughs> such an insane character that like there just is no way for me to. <laughs> so over the top. Like, there is no other character <laughs> in the world that it would even come close. He's he's just awesome. Oh ben gosh. Schwartzman, I believe, is his name. 
Oh, the actor? Yeah. Yes. He's so good. He's been in a few things, but or I think... Ben Schwartz. I can't remember. That's my, my favorite character of his. It's so hilarious. You know who <laughs> my other his new sister, favorite character? And his sister, Mona Lisa, is even better. Oh, my God. Jenny Slater. <laughs> good Lord. Yeah, there's a whole section uh, on YouTube about, like, the best brother-sister moments with those two, and it's just... They are so <laughs> awful. They're the worst so people. But also, I'm going to tell you one other person that yeah. I have become recently obsessed with is uh, Jason Mantzoukas. Who's that? He's um, he plays Adrian Pimento on Brooklyn Nine Nine. Okay. He is Dennis Feinstein on Parks and Rec. Uh-huh. He's also he does this podcast called How Did This Get Made, and they talk about shitty movies. They did a <laughs> they did this whole one about I need to watch that. Sharknado. Love, oh it's, my god, I love watching. It's 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 a, it's a podcast about how bad movies. Oh oh, a podcast about yeah, how podcast. bad movies it's get Paul made. It's Paul Shear and his wife. <gasps> I can't out. remember her name. And uh, Jason Mantzoukas, and they just talk about like yeah, talk about Sharknado. This is. That was the first episode I listened to, and yes. it was awesome. Anyway, I love him. I Again, find that so fascinating. Yay. I'll anyway, check it out. I love him so much. And <laughs> <if> <laughs> anyway, uh, that's all I have to say about it. Any of Yay. That. Well, you know what's funny? I think this actually can like kind of pirouettes into what we're going to talk about oh, today. Oh, it does. Yes. I think it does. I think it does. I mean, we, just, we just somehow, you know, ironically stumble into this stuff when we're just... What's well, on our mind? This yeah. stuff's on our mind. But what's funny about... so. The fire festival was all about um, meeting high expectations, mm-hmm. and when <laughs> and when your expectations are just too high, that it's maybe hard to get there. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, it helps. <laughs> if, it helps if the people that are putting on the event are doing. not just right. flat out lying, right? Right, 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 right. It's not completely apples to apples. But <laughs> but today we're going to talk about the expression. Um, what is it? Oh, I said uh, about the no. idea of ch- churching it up. Yeah, churching there, something. The qu- up. There's no churching it up, right? And uh, I, I think <laughs> I, 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 I used that. Uh, it was actually a phrase from Joe Dirt, and it's <laughs> um, it's I think it's when at the very beginning uh, when Dennis Miller is interviewing him, and he kept he uh, uh, Joe Dirt, David Spade's character, yeah, keeps saying that his name is Dirte, Dirte, <laughs> Dirte. <laughs> Uh, and you know they're like, "Come on, boy, don't church it up. Your last name is Dirt. You know, let's not, let's call it what it is. You that know, is not, hilarious. You are not Dirte. This is not, this is not French. It's <laughs> like Tarje, right? When people right. call it Tarje, Tarje, Tarje. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. Oh my goodness. So, well, yeah. well, we we I love that expression for what our topic today, which is um about uh couples who are, you know, sort of uh, addressing their wedding and they're trying to decide, you know, like. How fancy does it need to be and how real can it be? Right. Because, you know, I think that the rules are changing for this. And I think that the, the, like the norm over, you know, the history of, I guess, all time (laughs) has been that when you have a wedding, it's like this dignified sort of fancy event, you know, with like a fancy dinner party no it's like a it's, yeah exactly <laughs> like it's this fancy event like with marble and you know gold <laughs> gilded things and well, lace and you know, yeah. over the topness kind of thing you know it, it makes me think of uh this little concept i just thought of right now but it's like there's a something that i like to call the interview voice there's a way that you talk when you've like are on your best behavior and you're oh like, my gosh, yeah. yes. when you're like trying to be fancy or like <laughs> you're using the bigger words and you're talking in a sort of vaguely affected way. Like, have you ever heard yourself vaguely talk? Vaguely affected way. I, I don't know if you've ever heard yourself talk. Like the other night when we were doing Footloose, we were singing that and I watched the video. I'd have, we both had had a couple drinks and I was like, that is what I look like when I'm dancing. You yeah. know, cause I, yeah. that was, there was nothing put on about right. that. We weren't trying. Truly uh, genuine, yeah. Yeah. you know, like for better or for worse. <laughs> but then there's like, you know, when you're trying to be, they look cute or uh-huh, like sound right. sound smart sound or whatever smart. i love oh it oh my god there's definitely a tone yes and it, it it is it's awkward and uncomfortable for everybody involved that's hilarious and i think sometimes this happens <laughs> really with weddings where it's yes. like ooh, it's a fancy event we have to do all of these things in a way that we ordinarily would, would never, never do, do. <laughs> right? i mean really we have to move in this way we have to talk in this voice and i mean like, right <laughs> it's like dress in ways that you wouldn't dress wear your hair in a way you would never wear your hair like, right exactly it's kind of interesting like yeah like how like 
I mean, how that started so many decades ago, and maybe that fit the way culture was then, but that's certainly not how it is today. Like, it's not how we are today. No, so it's, no. It, the, I mean, for the most part, some people are like that naturally, and that's just their thing. But I mean, yeah, I think no, the mo- for yeah. the most part, people are, uh, you know, well, I, yeah, I wearing think, their yoga pants out in the world and right. <clears throat> wiping their hands on it after they eat their burger. That's, right. That's what. <laughs> right. The <laughs> wearable, real hair. They're, they're wearable napkins. I mean, exactly. So, but <laughs> but I mean, but that's. That's the truth. I think that today's society is generally just a lot less formal. You know, um, I, you're totally seeing true. that everywhere. I think you see it in advertising on TV. I was actually noticing. Um, I don't, you know, I don't watch a whole lot of TV, but here recently we watched, you know, like the Chiefs game. Oh, the Chiefs! <laughs> I know. I can't I don't even care. I can't even talk about it. But can I just say one thing? Did you yeah. hear that Tom Brady went? back to the uh, he asked to go back and talk to Mahomes after the game oh yeah like just because like man to man like you're, you're the real amazing deal. quarterback yeah I just want to say yeah and I thought that was pretty freaking cool yeah the Patriots always freaking win and well, I hate them for that I mean, we could go we could go anyway, into this sorry sorry let's this not talk about like football a, <laughs> I, I, I remain my position that a coin toss won won that game if we got the we got the ball first we win but anywho <sighs> moving on hey they got really far and I'm proud of them yeah they did they were awesome okay what was like okay. oh the commercials commercials during the game so i was watching tv and i was just actually noticing about how all almost every commercial is comedic it's all comedy now yeah like it used to be like car commercials (laughs) were always like taking themselves so seriously it's like when you know when you're in a distinguished person it's like yeah it's like your fancy voice you know like (laughs) it's like people almost like laugh at that now well i was just gonna say this is gonna be the second time we have brought up this particular (laughs) commercial by this particular actor i know where you're going i know where you're going where are we going matthew mcconaughey (laughs) and the lincoln commercial yes you saw the one recently with they're like playing pool and I'm like I have no idea what, what this is fucking about. happened here but I, well, but I feel weird it is really weird it. because like because I, can, I have such a hard time taking why Matthew so serious, serious. <laughs> I mean I don't I don't take him seriously but why is this so serious but it is a, ser- it's a serious commercial with somebody who I don't consider to be very serious he's a serious actor and he's played serious roles True. But, but when you're talking about Matthew McConaughey as the human as, as like a dude <laughs> he's a dude he's not you know he's actually very like not assuming he doesn't take himself you know I think his mm. wedding he had like a like a Mexican wedding on like and like it was like a Mexican Mexican ranch theme. He did wedding. Yeah, it was all out. I, I happened to come across it in like a okay. blog or magazine no, or something. I just think it's funny. You seem to know a whole lot about Matthew I just McConaughey. Knew, I, just happened to know, I just did happen to know about that. But I, I, I think I kind of like that about yeah. him that he doesn't take himself too seriously. You know, Love he's it. he's he's kind of zen about things. But then you have him on these like super serious Lincoln commercials, and I just like, have to snicker. Like, like I wonder though, could, I wonder if he's like sort of tongue in cheeking it when he's doing it. Like, are I'm, you trying to like be? <laughs> are you doing your interview voice? Is that, Right. That's exactly right. So, but, but, but I think that this makes the point that I think like our society is in general is just a lot less formal. I mean, um, True. people, yeah, I, I cannot agree with you more on that. People, I mean, yeah, people don't dress up like they used to. They don't wear hats to church. Like it's just, heck, they don't even go to church really. I mean, there's just a lot of things that, um, and even churches that are, I mean, I don't know if you've noticed this, but you know, as far as churches, yeah. churches, so many of these like sort of new urban, urban mm-hmm. churches have yeah. popped up where it's very informal and mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of religion they teach specifically, but it seems sort of like, it looks like a, like just a, a gathering. It's like you're just hanging out with your coffee and, and you're just sitting sit yeah. down listening looks to kind of halfway cool. Yeah. Which is actually kind of, yeah. And right? I think that's really neat. Yeah. I mean, I think that this, it's very um, relevant to how people are today. Yeah. So I agree. And I, uh, yeah, please. Yeah, no, that's okay. It's just, I just, I just think it's really interesting how how we're still kind of there's still this leftover expectation on weddings to be sort of a fancy affair, considering that our people are not, our people are just not fancy. Like generally speaking, people are not fancy, and so, um, so like, how do we, you know, how do we answer that with weddings? But um, I think that the idea is that, uh, like, that there are a lot of things in life that we like because they aren't fancy. And that is who you are and that's okay. Like it's, it's really, really fine. Like you don't have to, like, for example, like most weddings, people serve like, like a, you know, three course dinner and it's like this fine dining experience. Right. It's like, okay, okay. I I get, I get that you would want to do something special because it is a special day. But, but what about the things that you really just genuinely love? Like barbecue or 
heck you know like hamburgers hamburgers <laughs> i mean you know like where yeah like where is like just the normal stuff and that that's okay too that there's nothing wrong with doing the thing that you love to do right and even though it's not fancy um and we were we were just talking earlier about um some of our favorite things that like if they got fancy it would be kind of kind of dumb gr- yeah and kind of stupid it's and, and um uh yeah I don't. <laughs> we were talking about a, a number of things, you know, whether it's like locations, you know, like certain certain venues that we like that have kind of like all of a sudden, you know, gotten really fancy mm-hmm. or, you know, your fast food restaurants that try to like do artisanal crap. And it's like, what was it you, yeah. t- you, well, you were, were saying earlier? No, we, you were, we're talking saying McDonald's like like when when McDonald's starts trying to sell you sandwiches on a brioche bun and they're like, yeah, they're like, aiolis and whatnot. Give it's me like, a break. I just stop. want a crappy hamburger. Yeah. Whatever. Hamburger. <laughs> hamburger. I just want a crappy hamburger. It's like that's well, that's and, why I like it. And that's and, OK. And I don't even know. I mean, <laughs> I'm not even entirely sure what the I'm going to say air quote meat is inside of those hamburgers. <laughs> I, I, you know, I love that with the fancy burgers at McDonald's, they're like, oh, this one actually is, is all meat. It's like a, <laughs> right. It's like as if that's a selling point. Really? Well, what was I eating before? <laughs> what was I eating before? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Thanks for pointing <laughs> that out. But I mean, it's also like, you know, um, <clears throat> there is a place a place that I don't go very often anymore, but I mean, there's a place for the quarter pounder, which whatever that like, right. <clears throat> when we say meat, we really mean lint, whatever <laughs> it is on that burger. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny. There's a lot of places, I think, um, a lot of things in life. So like, um, we talked about earlier, we talked about dive bars, like right. di- a dive bar, right. Which is, everyone knows what a dive bar is, right. It, this is a, a bar that's like, Sort of like a local watering hole. It doesn't take itself seriously. So it's yeah. really rough around the edges. There's like bullet point needs for a, a dive bar. It needs to have. It has to have been around for at least twenty years. Right. Yeah. Uh, you have to have regulars who right. are there the minute the bar opens. And cheap drinks. It can't. Yeah, cheap you, crappy drinks even. But you just have cheap. to have an option for <laughs> yeah. at least a dollar fifty draw. Off right. Of right. PR of some or or whatever crap beer. I need to be able to go in there and get drunk for five bucks. <laughs> right. But for that reason, when you think about dive bars, like I've never not had an amazing time going to a dive bar. Like right. that is the I most fun. I can go fun. in sweats. Yeah. Or I can show up in my bridesmaid dress from after a wedding. Yes. Either one. I'm fine. Either one. Right? And yes, it's always a great time. And um, bartenders aren't particularly nice. Right. And right. that's fine. The furniture I- is oftentimes kind of a, like a shit show. Like it's, um, my favorite is the peanut um, down uh, kind of off the plaza. Yeah. I remember my first time going there and it was kind of like, I, I was like, oh, this is one of those places. Because like literally the chair <laughs> was like duct tape, like over, yeah. the, over the top of the seat because like the, the, the upholstery was ripped. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like, that's just part of it, right? It's yeah. like, that's, but that's part of the charm. That's part of, part of yeah, the charm. Part of the charm. It's funny, like if those things that were, you know, really, really f- fun and cool um and and they're not all super fancy then suddenly got fancy it would be like why are you bothering right like, well and what, it takes, you, what is it your t- angle here like what why well we there's a couple of uh places in town that we really liked and have been um frequenters of um and you know we've noticed that like as kansas city gets more mm-hmm. hip and more cool then you know all of a sudden these places start like I don't even know, like these really kind of hidden back alley, yeah. cool bars, and all of a sudden yeah. it's like, I don't know, they're churching it up. They're trying to the, make it fancy. The churching, well, the ship. I I will say the ship is that way for me. Like, I loved that place for the longest time. Mel absolutely hates it. It's like a joke in our in our house about how Aww. much Mel hates the ship. I know it's really sad to me, but the ship for the longest time it made me think of Studio. I think like the Art Institute yeah. Studio, and it was always just this really kind of rough around the edges um it has this loose theme of being a ship actually <laughs> it's completely it's ridiculous and it used to be well it's 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 this new incarnation right because it used to actually be in a different location during prohibition era right and it yeah, wasn't and they, it was a total like it speakeasy got down mm-hmm. well, and it, well, yeah and we used to go there actually when it was the old location oh wow when it was when it was set up when i was in college uh-huh. and then it closed down it was abandoned and then uh-huh. somebody i think it was the people who own this place bought all of the like because they had all these you know really cool like sort of round windows mm-hmm. and everything in in the right. actual original all that bar. shippy type stuff so they took <laughs> yeah all the shippy stuff um and so they bought it like they uh-huh. bought the walls and all the fixtures and the doors and all that stuff and they basically yeah. just took all of that stuff and 
built it into a new location right and it's in this back alley it's in the alley back out like in an alley like a legit alley and i don't mean in the like west kind of cute little paved alley like it is like yeah our alley you know we, is our uber paved. driver that took us there was like um, where am i going are you okay getting out here like <laughs> it's, there's no lights right. it's like it's 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 rough it's rough and like it's like the potholes like it's almost dangerous it's just, yeah it's not paved it's mud it's almost dangerous to get your car back there yeah it's it's anyway it, it's it's rough but apparently yeah. you've been there recently and it was a little well i don't know like it's funny i have it's actually been a minute since i've been there but i will tell you i'm a little like i don't know that i like it anymore like they're serving food they're like like since when does the ship serve food and i've right. heard it's good and maybe i just need to go back and give it another chance right but like yeah now it's like on all the travel magazines and like everybody wants to go there and i i don't know like i just it uh, used yeah. to just be for me it was like it was like some art studio where somebody serves some drinks and like that's what it was and well i mean and it wasn't yeah it wasn't trying to be too hard and becoming popular yeah. and and uh you know that that can really taint the image of a lot of things yeah. you know um true. but i mean and that's it's just like my secrets out kind of yeah. yeah you know it's like that argument that brady and i had for all those years about pearl jam and it was like he he hated pearl jam because they sold out and i i hated pearl we we would argue all the time we both hated pearl jam oh, but, who, but like, who hated he them hated like. them because they sold out <laughs> and i hated them because their music sucks you know and it's like <laughs> i mean i didn't even feel that way about it but i remember <laughs> back in college feeling that way and it was like you know i got mad at brady because he he hated them because they became you know too kind of too cool for school right you know and and, and i think I, it's hard to say because it's like um is that something that people uh, i guess in a way you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna answer my own question but for instance dave stagecoach uh -huh. is my favorite dive bar yeah has been since i was i don't know in in college so right a minute right and uh it was my favorite bar all through you know my 30s it is my brother's favorite dive bar uh -huh. and it is because they have changed nothing right i mean they i think they may put a little um outdoor seating area when you couldn't uh, smoke inside anymore uh-huh but after that <laughs> very considerate of them <laughs> yeah that was about the only thing uh -huh. that has ever changed and it's basically they put a couple of you know chairs in the back it's not like they you know it's not like some big patio or deck or anything cute <laughs> right like, right it's just a place to sit right and um i love it because it it always feels the same Mm -hmm. And it it never feels like they're trying to do too much. They're not mm -hmm. searching it up. They and and because they are comfortable in their own skin, it right. allows you to feel comfortable in your own skin. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, and yeah, uh, yeah. And, and I love that my brother has also like he's 13 years younger than me, and he's like still got a very active outdoor social life. You know, right. so out in the world. <laughs> right. Right. So you know the fact that he loves it and he yeah. gets the authenticity of it. It, you know, it just it, it says to me that that is that that's the real deal. Right. Well, I think I think that this is like um, just I mean, obviously, you know, dive bars aren't the only fun thing to do. Obviously, going out for a fancy restaurant is fun, too, like a nice sure. fancy dinner. Um, but um, but I feel like that, you know, when you have um, a more sort of laid back, relaxed situation that in general, you can feel more laid back and relaxed about your time in that situation so like the this, the time you're spending with your friends the time you're spending you know just hanging out you you don't have to f you know it doesn't have to be a certain way so like you know like if you go to a like if i went to um in fact we just you know for restaurant week we went over to corvino supper club yeah um and which is a lovely place it's beautiful inside the food is very good and you know but if i if i sat down and there was duct tape over the chair i'd be like uh <laughs> you know like <laughs> really called it into question right yeah and so and and you know they'd probably get a bad review like oh their furniture's falling apart right yeah just, but you go to the yeah you're right but you go to the peanut and no no complaint like why would you like why would you go on you'd, you know, be, Yelp you'd, be, you'd be shocked if, if there wasn't some disrepair right like it would yeah. be it'd be like or or if i saw a review you know for the peanut on yelp and it was like um you know the the furniture's falling apart there's literally duct tape over it i'd be like well yeah <laughs> you know so so because of that you know you can kind of like sort of relax and enjoy yourself and you know the expectations aren't so hard to meet 
And and in addition to that, you can be more relaxed and right. feel more like yourself. Whereas, like at like a nice restaurant, you have to use your fancy voice with exactly. the, with the waiter. Well, you know, and it makes me think of a couple other examples that I think are you know becoming um, kind of the the norm these days. Which is you know, we're all this is all to say, and we're going to get to our point here. I, if you're not already getting it, is that you know. Everywhere else in life, there are examples of things becoming less and less formal. And um, yeah. you can do that on your wedding. But I want to yeah. give a couple of examples. Today's wedding, I mean, not today's wedding. Tired again. Today's date is no longer dinner and a movie. Yeah. It's Netflix and chill. Yeah. And honestly, I would rather do that because it lets you see that person. And like, I get to see your home. I get right. to see how you live. I get to see you when you're not on your best behavior. Right. I want to see you as you are right because this tells me a whole lot more about you um and also kind of like the interview too where like i um i did i've done a lot of interviews over the years and i think sometimes you know they they come off as very stilted mm -hmm. and um you know the the answers that you get from people are not are not accurate or genuine right and i think that if you can um, we started doing the interviews in a little bit different way where like we would just sit down instead of at yeah. a table I would just you know get a cup of coffee and we'd just have a seat on the couch and yeah. I would just ask them about their social life and about you know what did you do last weekend and right. honestly I learned so much more about, about them somebody and the that. kind of yeah. person that they were going to be here at this job right. than you know by running through my list of questions at a desk across from each other and right. I, I feel like um, I, those are a couple of things that I feel are really starting to change in yeah. our world, how we do our interviewing, yes. how we do our dating. Um, right. And it allows um, allows you to both present yourself as yourself and also learn about other people as right. themselves. Right. So that more authentic space. Well, yes. and, I, and I think that that's I think that that's exactly what's happening. And, and, and in today's weddings, I think that almost like if your wedding is too fancy like i think it makes people nervous you know oh, like an uncomfortable like right oh am i am i underdressed uh, do i have to behave in a certain way like exactly should well, i should i not have that third drink <laughs> you know <laughs> i mean you know do i need to be on my best behavior and actually not have fun at this wedding because there's a certain decorum i'm supposed to you know exhibit during right. this you know fancy event and when weddings um are too fancy they um i think that you know they make people uncomfortable and then i think in addition to that i think it makes the couples feel like things have to happen perfectly yeah. like like there's no room for mistakes like mistakes will like will like stick out glaringly like like duct tape on right. the seat at corvino you know right well <laughs> and and that and then and that your um ceremony is some sort of performance even that right. you know that you're having to you know, get all the steps right and, you know, make sure that you don't laugh at the wrong time right. and all that stuff that, right. you know, they're the people that you are trip over your vows. Whoa. You know, like, oh my gosh. It's, yeah. You know, your marriage is never going to survive. I mean, like that's, it's just, it's unfortunate that people would it's feel a lot of pressure. Yeah. That feel that pressure that there are mistakes that can be made. And in fact, I actually came across an article on Pinterest, um, about a week or two ago and it was like, um, it's like, list of 30 biggest mistakes made at weddings and I just wanted to roll my eyes like um okay the biggest mistake is that maybe somebody changed their mind in the middle of the ceremony and they didn't finish it well but it's not even that a mistake might, because that would be you want to be married to that person still, that's the, if that's the right, <laughs> right way to go then do it but it was like silly things like you know oh the cake fell over or you know or or like the dad stepped on the bride's veil you know and really like, yeah. In fact, I think that happened at my wedding, come to think of it. And I just oh kind of stopped and let my dad move away. And then I kept walking as soon as I felt the time. Right. It wasn't that big a deal. Like, and it's funny to me how, you know, um, even, you know, social media is like pointing out, oh, the mistakes during your wedding. And heaven forbid if you, you know, if right. you, if you uh, misstep or trip over your words or whatever. It's like, no, it's not a mistake. That's just, right. that's just, that's. <laughs> It's unrealistic to expect that, you know, it's going to go off without a hitch or whatever. Absolutely. I mean, it just isn't real. Well, and it's also like it's crazy making, you know, that <laughs> that fact that that's out there in the world as a as a, you know, uh, a list that people would read. You know, God, that's scary. I mean, it's sort of like um, <laughs> those shows like A Million Ways to Die. Like, I yeah. don't need to be reminded of All how ways truly fragile my life is. <laughs> and like, I could choke on my own spit. You know, right, it's like right. right now. I don't need that in my life. I don't need to be you worried that about as like, that happens to me. Like, literally, no, like, please right don't now. even say it. <laughs> but I mean, it's like, you know, you don't need to be worried about all of the things that could possibly go wrong. Right. You know, and I mean, 
I have a, you know, a, a history of anxiety and catastrophizing things. And, sure. you know, I learned the, uh, over the years that one of the best ways to handle that stuff is to answer yourself and say, so what is the absolute worst thing that could happen today? Right. Okay. And then what will you do if that happens? And the answer is always the same. Right. You will deal with it and you will move on. Yeah. And it is exactly how you should approach your wedding. Right. Like, yeah. Worst thing that could happen is they don't show up. Right. Somebody. Yeah. And then you will be glad that you did not try to get married to somebody who didn't want to be with you. And then right. you'll move on with your life and get married to somebody who's better for you. Absolutely. That is the worst thing That's that could happen. Thing can happen. And right. then you just back your way back from there. Right. 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 There's, yeah. You cannot mess it up. It's like it's virtually impossible to me- to mess up your wedding. I mean, or really, anything for or that any, matter. Or anything. Yeah. I always say <laughs> I always say um, the only way this the only way you can fuck up your life is if you die. Right. I mean, like, that's pretty much it. Like, that's <laughs> then the you're worst. out. You're out of the game. Literally the worst thing that could happen is just dying. But if you survived and you're alive and it was an experience and, you know, and then the outcome was the reality of what it should be married, beautiful, you're going to live happily ever after. Maybe it wasn't pretty getting there. It wasn't perfect, but it was real and it was you. And at the end of the day, you're married. You are married. You, you win. You win love. You win life. And if you didn't get married, then that was probably best too. So I'm, I'm with you on that. I think that's really, I think that's a really good, um, yeah, but it's we've a, seen we've seen yeah. a lot of this like um, at our weddings at the Vow Exchange. Um, we have seen couples that are, you know, are very. I mean, and, and I understand. I understand the need to want to make things a, you know particularly perfect and great. The place I think we see it the most is in the processionals. Oh my goodness, yes. It's it's really interesting. Like, and you know, we try to na- help our couples navigate that experience because it, there's sort of an organic thing. Like, the best you can do is sort of like get people organized, like line people up, you know, in in a particular order. And you play, you play the music, you know, you make sure the music's coming out of the speaker and then you, you send people down the aisle and you, you know, make sure you space them out so that, um, the photographer, yeah. And everybody, and the photographer has a chance to get a nice photo of everybody. Right. That's really pretty much it. There's no rule on how fast, I mean, they could, they could all walk together in one big group if they want. I mean, they're going to somersault down the the other. Yeah, they could do exactly. They could dance. I mean, people do choreographed dances down the aisle. So, but we'll see people who are like, okay, um, you know, I, I want, you know, so-and-so to go out at, you know, 37 seconds into the song. And then I want this next thing to happen, you know, 52 seconds into the song. And it's like, and then I want you to pause that music, fade it out, fade it down, and then I want you to start another, another song 30 seconds into, into it. And then I yeah. want to make my entrance. And it's like, Oh my gosh, there's so many things that could mess that up. Like that sounds better in your head than right. that will actually happen in reality. Because in reality, you know, somebody tripped over their shoe and now they're behind and they didn't get out in time. So now this, this beautiful timing that you had right. made in your head, it doesn't exist anymore exactly. because and life I, happened. Right, exactly. And mm-hmm. I and I um I kind of think about it as like, you know, trying to stage direct your own wedding and and like it's like you have this vision of your of your you know your your wedding entrance is some sort of like music video you know that's all edited together perfectly in your head and it's like I will I will tell you from many years of watching people do these processionals that 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 moment exists Mm -hmm. in your imagination only only and um the reality of trying to make that happen in um (coughs) in real time Uh is it's terribly awkward. Right. You know, if you really did that where I started the music and stopped it and, you know, it, it's, it would be more uncomfortable for your, your guests and for you than uh, just walking down the aisle. Just, yeah. And, not you know, to the song, just letting it play. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. actually, you know what I tell brides? Um, I think this is actually a little piece of advice for anybody out there who's, you know, maybe in the middle of planning their processional. So I really like to tell people, um, if you have a, a song that you really want to walk down to, but then mm-hmm. maybe the, the lyrics or there's a part that you really like and you want to, uh, you want to walk down to it. I suggest we start the song at the very beginning. Let it play. Let it play. And then when, I can it, open, and then when I, it's ready and you're yeah. ready, then go down that aisle. And think yes. about all the anticipation that builds yeah. from, the, from, you know, the, the curtains are open. Waiting for that moment to Waiting happen. Waiting for that moment. And, and it's just another extra 20 seconds that your groom can sit up there and, you know, wait to see you. or, or Savor the moment. Yeah. And really, like, soak it in. It's and, really cool. And that is yeah. going to be that real, um, I mean, I, I use this um, phrase kind of jokingly a little bit but like that bumper sticker that says let go and let god <laughs> right you know yeah. i mean it's kind of silly but it's also <laughs> like if you just let the, start the music 
and let it all happen, you don't even know what, what you know, I mean, who knows right. what happens in that 20 seconds, you know, and uh, right. you allow life to kind of um, happen to you a little bit rather than trying to um, manufacture something. Right, right. Well, okay. And it's, and oh, yeah. one, one last thing, the only, yeah, th yeah. the other thing that can happen with that is, um, you know, when you're trying to uh, manipulate everything and manufacture things, uh -huh. it also sets you up for a lot of disappointment. That's exactly it. And, yeah. it. and I think that's what, you know, when you have these like super formal situations, and, and, you know, it's, you're trying to have too much control over it, then it's like you're no longer able just to let it happen and, and be there and be able to enjoy it very right. much like a um, like 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 a you know, fancy restaurant versus um, a mm -hmm. dive bar, yep. you know, like, you know, if the um, if the server at a dive bar, you know, kind of flips you shit and, and jokes around with you. That's actually part of the fun, right? You would never probably be treated that way at a nice restaurant. <laughs> like they would like that would not be proper decorum, you know, for, for that environment. Right. But boy, isn't it so much fun to kind of have an impromptu conversation yeah. about something totally hilarious and maybe a little bit off, off color or whatever with somebody you don't really know very well, your server, you know, like definitely it's, that's, it can be su such an enjoyable experience to allow these sort of spontaneous things to happen. Um, the thing, uh, the thing I was going to share with you that um, I actually feel this way on uh, specifically on Christmas day. So this happens to me actually every year. Now Christmas day is a very special day for most people. I mean, uh, you know, if you're religious, it's like a very solemn day, you know, very, very big deal. Um, but a lot of people, there's a lot of expectations around Christmas day, like, you know, opening presents and making sure, it, you know, the magic is there. Like there's this pressure to feel a certain way on yeah. Christmas day. Oh my goodness. Is your Christmas dinner, the picture perfect Christmas dinner, you know, did all the dishes come out right? Does the table look immaculate and perfect? Like there's this higher bar for that day than any other day of the year. Right. And so it's supposed to be something out of the ordinary. And I will tell you that. My Christmas wish on most Christmases, if and it's never possible for for obvious reasons that, you know, people need to be with their families and not be at work. But, you know, I enjoy a day on the town with just my city. I enjoy going to my favorite restaurants, sitting at the bar, um, seeing mm -hmm. my favorite bartenders that I that, you know, that I see every time I'm in there, having conversations with them meeting people who are sitting at the bar and it's always different. It's always like a, it's always the spontaneous sort of unexpected day and Kansas city delivers every time. Yeah. And it's um, like, if that was my Christmas day, I would go to bed so joyful that I had just a normal day of my life and all of those things that normally happen, you know, I wake up and I have breakfast and it's just like a normal <laughs> day. Like, like, I mean, not to sound like, Oh my God, my life is so wonderful. I just want every day in my life to be at Christmas. <laughs> every day is Christmas. <laughs> I know. Like I sound so annoying, no. but, but that's, I mean, you know, without sounding like a total, like, I don't know, like so super barfy, you know, saying no, that, but I, I, but that is the honest truth. My, I have a lovely life. It's very blessed. And, uh, and if that were, if a normal day of my life was Christmas day, that would be fine with me. That would be, in fact, I'm almost annoyed on Christmas day because i'm like man it's gotta be so fancy it's like yeah it's kind of like i can't go see my favorite bartender over at you know at the at, at el patron you know cat and looking at you you know like <laughs> and some of the, i mean there's just so many people that i love to see in the city like just sort of my um my public family really mm -hmm. and like those are the people whose faces i want to see on christmas day i mean i love my personal family but but it's my, you know, it's my community that I'm missing out on. And, and, and because there's this high expectation on Christmas day, I don't, I can't have that. So it just, you know, that's just how it is. Yeah. But I, I, for some reason I keep thinking of that, uh, song, Sesame Street song. And this is what your picture, what you're painting in my head is a, is a very Mr. Rogers Sesame Street, you know, just <laughs> going along to seeing Joe the barber. And, yes, you know, it is very much like, <laughs> the, hi mailman, like the hi. Believe land of, um, of, of Mr. Rogers. What is it called? Island oh. of Make Believe, wasn't it called? Yeah, that? yeah. Um, but also, like you know, <laughs> the the mailman comes by the house, and yes. so and so drops by, and I'm gonna go to you know, I'm gonna go pick up some milk, you know. Like yes. there's just like there's something yes. about like that kind of you know, just <laughs> the people that you the people that you meet when you're walking down the street. Yes, it's the people that you meet each day. <laughs> that's exactly Those are the people it. in your neighborhood. You remember that song? Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. You captured it perfectly. But but my point in saying is that you know, my Christmas day, if it could be that way, that would be perfect my wedding day wouldn't be much different. You know, it's yeah. like making sure that, you know, I could, well, not the mailman and maybe, you, don't need, yeah. you, don't, you don't need all the, you don't need <laughs> all the mailmen and stuff. Maybe right. you do. 
Let's yeah, not, but, but honestly, I mean, like, how fun would it be? I mean, in fact, um, our our friend Mandy and um and her you know lovely husband Joe on there, they had a lovely wedding day, but they took a break um after their ceremony, I think it was, or maybe it was before everything got started. At some point in their day, they went to their favorite coffee shop, and their photographer was hanging out with them, you know, following them around, and they got a coffee and sat down on on this couch. At, oh my at, gosh, that's in, sweet. At their favorite coffee shop and had a coffee together. She's wearing her wedding dress. He's wearing his suit. And they got to do something that they love to do every day together on their wedding day. And I think Whoa, that's probably that's really neat. I think that's probably like when I talk to them, that's like, I know that that sticks out in their memory as one of their favorite moments of their wedding day. It wasn't all the fanciness. It wasn't, you know, it was mm-hmm. this moment that they got to steal away and you know get what? a coffee. It's so funny. Dumbest. That actually happened. Um, my cousin Harper, the one uh, that I was, her, I was her bridesmaid uh-huh. and um, we had a little lag time between the wedding and the reception mm-hmm. and we were going to do some pictures and stuff like that in between um and we were just kind of waiting around it was super cold outside and so we didn't want to really it's in wisconsin and ugh, terrible <laughs> but um and uh so in this like kind of a little meantime the wedding party everybody in the wedding party who was going to be in the pictures mm-hmm. we all went to this coffee shop we just sat around in our dresses and everything, and <laughs> it was it. the best, you know, uh-huh. Harper and Jim, and uh-huh. then all of the, all the wedding party. And right. It was, it, seriously, it was like my favorite part of the whole day. Right. You know, just because you know, were sitting around, like People said, just, just shooting the, the shit, just being yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You might be wearing a wedding dress or a bridesmaid's dress, but that doesn't make you any less you. I did. I could drop my interview voice for a yeah, minute. You, yeah. Yeah. You don't have to have your fancy voice on. Exactly <laughs> right. Your interview voice. I mean, that's a perfect example. So. Yeah. So anyway, we hope that this this perspective can help alleviate for some couples um, who are planning their wedding and they're having this maybe feeling sort of an unspoken pressure to make it sort of fancy or upscale and if that's who you are like you are um, that's kind of how you live and those are the things in life that you really enjoy and maybe your interview voice is your actual for real voice <laughs> like maybe that maybe you're that person and by all means you know have that celebration but I think there's a lot of us out there that that's just not who we are and, you know, we are laid back, we are casual, you know, we don't necessarily expect, you know, people to wear sequins to our, our wedding or, you know, like it's, it's, you know, we're, we're able just to kind of relax and let it happen and not, not feel too um, beholden to something very specific um, and, and, and buttoned up that we can just enjoy our day. Yeah, So I think you definitely. can do that. I think that that's completely acceptable to think of your wedding day like that. Yes. Yeah. And I think before we um, wrap up for the day, we wanted to share maybe our favorite memory of, um, you know, of course, we uh, we 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 run the business, the Val Exchange is a little wedding chapel here in um, in Kansas City. Uh, And uh, I, you know, I own it with the beautiful stewardship of of Amy, who she I I say I build the plane, she flies it. (laughs) And um, and so um, we see a lot of weddings as a result of our of of this business. And we um, we've married over a thousand couples. We've seen a lot of different weddings. And it's really fun to see the range of, of folks who come in. And we have seen very formal couples who have formal dresses. You know, the parents are dressed in suits and tuxes and formal gowns. And it's in the beautiful. Everybody looks beautiful. But we've right. also seen lots of other things that are just not that sort of more traditional fanciness True. for and a wedding. One quick note on that. I, I just want to yeah. I, I interject something in here. Yeah. Um, and I think this actually, we mentioned this in our very first episode. Yeah. Was that... Um, I actually, I, I know I did because we talked about it with Alicia Keys, where it's like the thing that's kind of cool about it is that makeup is out there. Right. You can't, I mean, there's nothing in the world wrong uh, with it, wanting to put on makeup and bright right. red lipstick or wear a tux to your wedding right. and a big fan. Because when else are you going to get to do that? Right. The only thing we're saying is that you don't have, have to. to. If no. you want to, I mean, what better, what better, what better day to do it? Sure. But um, th- it's just one of those things that you can give yourself permission to, you know, it's there if you want it, but you don't have you to don't, do it. Yeah. There's yeah, no, sorry. No, I just wanted to yeah. throw that in there. Yes. There's, yeah. There's no, no expectation. So, but yeah, so today we wanted to share, um, like maybe a, a, a story from a wedding that we you know, worked at or experienced um, where it was not that traditional expect, you know, expected fancy, you know, interview voice type of wedding. Right. And um, I don't know. Do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Um, why don't you go ahead? I'd, I'd like sure. to hear yours. Yeah. Well, um, so mine and I, I, I hate that I can't recall their names. Um, I hadn't met them before. 
but I was, you know, hosting their wedding. So I was, I was there, you know, to, to kind of help run the show for them. And, you know, all the guests start arriving as they do. And, um, and I'm kind of waiting for the bride and the groom to walk in. And normally you can always tell because, you know, the bride is wearing usually a, a, a pretty dress. Generally it's white, uh, not always, but mostly, and, but you can tell it's a special dress and the groom, sometimes he's, you know, he's, you know, a lot of folks are in suits, um, oftentimes, but you know, usually he's the one in the fanciest suit or maybe even a tux. Um, so I'm kind of waiting to, you know, to kind of pick out the, those two people and I'm like, well, shoot, they're not here yet. And then. I was kind of talking with some of the guests, just kind of hanging out and figured out in conversation that the bride and groom were there, but that they were just wearing blue jeans and a polo. Like the groom was wearing a polo shirt and the bride was wearing blue jeans and just like a knit top. You know what we call that? What's that? Being called, uh, uh, being dressed for Tuesday. Exactly what they were. (laughs) It could have been a Tuesday, like literally (laughs) like, yeah, yeah. It's, it was crazy. Like, and I was like, oh, and like, and like, sh- I was like, kind of like, okay, that's very cool. You know, like, if that's what they want, that <laughs> right. is totally fine, you know? And I was really like impressed that they were just like, this is just who we are. This is how we're comfortable. She didn't have her hair done any, t- any special way. She didn't have jewelry, like special jewelry that I could recall. Um, but I'll tell you, her dad walked her down the aisle. She carried a bouquet of flowers is she really, I mean, there's a lot of other traditional elements to their, to their wedding, but they just were dressed for Tuesday. I love that. And, and in and fact, and everybody in their bridal party was too. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. It, it I was mean, really cool. and, and I'd love to, I'd love to hear from them, you know, what, how they felt about that, you yeah. know, and if they felt more like themselves and that they really felt like maybe they could, um, you know, appreciate the moment a little bit more because yeah. they weren't putting on airs and they yes. were just able to, um, you know, feel like they were just talking to each other on their couch. I think that's you know? probably what they wanted. They didn't want their family and friends to treat them differently. Like, sure, they were getting married that day, but maybe presenting and like a Tuesday type of deal. Yeah. <laughs> like made people feel like that it was just like a normal day and then th- that and that their guests could feel to, like they could be more themselves, that they could say the things they would normally say. Yeah. They maybe wouldn't say if the fair had been fancy or something. That's I don't so, know. That's really cool. But I was really I impressed. That. I was really impressed by them. I was like, wow, that is so cool. And, and, and they couldn't have been happier, you know, with, with their choice and, and, and their event. So, um, but anyway, I wh- love that. Yeah. I, we've seen a lot of uh, couples, um, in, in, you know, jeans and, and, um, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, casual and yeah, they always seem like they're really, at ease. I love, I yeah, love that. I know. I, I feel like we see a lot more than, um, than I would expected to have seen in this business. Yeah. So uh-huh, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's been done. So don't, don't feel like you can't, you can't right. uh, join in on that. Yeah. One. Um, I would say that mine is a little different in that it is, um, uh, it, it, it involved some folks in the wedding party. Um, the bride was in a wheelchair. Yes. And, I remember this um, couple. the groom, was it Merle? Merle and Sandy. And Sandy. I remember them. Yeah. And um, sh- they were s- very, very, very sweet. And um, they came down. So they booked the wedding. And then they came down um, to the space to do like a tour ahead of time to kind of uh-huh. walk through how yeah. the ceremony was going to go and the uh-huh. processional and that. And they had um, a couple of things that were unusual because first uh, the bride was in a wheelchair. And then the um, I think the brother of the bride that was supposed to be um like one of the one of the groomsmen he was also in the bridal party so he was going to be up at the front with everybody else Mm -hmm. so um they were trying to come up with a solution so they didn't feel like they were um you know some people were standing up and some people were sitting down in their wheelchair you know they asked you know can we all just be seated at the front and yes and i said well why yeah of course like i would like to say there's no such thing as wedding police you can do whatever you want you can all sit on the ground for all i care right right? yeah and so we did jumping jacks during your right if you wanted so we just set up like um a set of chairs at the front and it was just Mm -hmm. like this almost like uh looked like a like a like a panel at a (laughs) (laughs) like a ted conference yeah thank you (laughs) it was really cool Uh and 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 the um I almost want to say the efficient was seated as well. Mm-hmm. And they all just sort of sat, you know, in the same formation you would as any other wedding party, mm-hmm. but they all were seated. And it was, it sort of, it was so cool and so, uh, so them. And they were also dressed in jeans and very, very casual as well. Right. But, you know, they made it, 
it ma- they made it right for them right you know so they didn't right. so nobody so it kind of equalized everything right and it was it, the pictures were really cool because it's like I, it's I just not gallery i need yeah. to share that on our blog it's um, yeah one of my favorite weddings actually there, there's so much love in that room and it's just so sweet yeah it's there's, very very yeah, sweet i loved tell, it yeah. and i loved their solution to it her and smile was so bright she's so happy yeah yeah really and i was cool. really glad that we had that time to go through everything together so we could um we could come up with that solution for yeah. them because i think otherwise they would have thought well we have to do it the traditional way and some people are going to be standing and some people are going to be sitting right and that wasn't right for them right no that's a great example Yay. yeah well i love that our couples are emboldened that way um and we're very lucky that we have um uh, that they that, that we that our business offers that opportunity. If you, people really do feel like they can be themselves when they come in our doors, and you know, uh, anybody anybody out there who's planning a wedding, you all have that same option. So, um, and I think and I think that's kind of the trend, and I think that's why like these farmhouse sort of you know mm-hmm. you know fa- you know farm wedding farm this and farm that is so popular because I we're think the that Netflix and chill of yeah, wedding venues. Of wedding venues. <laughs> and I think yeah, I think that that trend. That's the reason why that trend is so. <laughs> popular so that people can people feel they can be themselves and can be laid back not so stuffy and 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 their guests and everybody can can feel at ease so but anyway i think that that mostly sums up yeah yeah so thanks guys, for uh, going on this little fun journey with yes. us we've been all over town today kaufman center and the dive bars <laughs> and the ship and <laughs> the, the, the fire festival of failed the fire, fire festival, festival. <laughs> the Bahamas. So, yes uh, well anyway so um, a reminder for everybody out there so there's no churching it up when it comes to your wedding and yeah, no need f- to do that don't feel for, don't feel like you have to and but speaking of churching it up let go and let go oh my God. <laughs> with that we will leave you guys to get back sorry to guys day. All right. take care all right thank you again you for next listening week. to id rescue and we'll see you next time all right bye bye